Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Tonight, uh, let's just begin by going to the book of Genesis, chapter 8. Very first book of the Bible, Genesis, the 8th chapter. I like Genesis. I like Exodus. I like Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. I'll stop there because there's, you know, 61 more to go. So anyway, I like them all. How about you? There's even something in the begats. Amen. If I haven't found it yet, Pastor, well, keep looking. Praise the Lord. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, the Bible says, while the earth remains. Well, it's still here, right? Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. Now, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to do a play with words tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this. And um, it's kind of a play on this word seed time and harvest, but I wanna, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call this seed plus time equals harvest. Y'all get that? Seed plus time equals harvest. Now, you know me, I like seed harvest. No time. But that, but time's part of the process, right? You know, anybody knows that. I mean, you plant a garden, it takes some time, right? I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't like plant. I mean, you don't plant an acorn, you know. You ever go, you know, have you ever been on Lincoln Avenue? Seeing some of the massive oak trees. You don't plant that oak seed and say, get out of the way. It's going to be a long time before that thing's mature. Now, eventually, it's going to come up. But, uh, you know, there takes some time, right? A- amen? Now, the good thing about God, you know, is, is in His kingdom, sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's seed, you plant seed, and it, it, it's pretty, sometimes harvest comes quickly. Doesn't it? I've had quick harvest before. But then there's times that, you know, uh, you have to uh, wait a little bit. I prefer, you know, I'm not a great waiter, you know. I, I'm the, you know, I don't pray for patience. Although patience, we're going to talk about that tonight because it's a powerful force, but I, I don't pray for it. I just figure it's coming anyway. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, I'm not a, you know, I'm a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big city person. You know, a lot of people are, oh man, I want to live in the big city. I don't, man. Everybody's just in your way. Evansville's too big for me. I like Mayberry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if we got a Mexican restaurant and a Chinese restaurant in town, I'm happy. We'll be good. We'll be good. Amen. I mean, there doesn't even have to be a Walmart there. I can go to the next town and go to Walmart because I don't, I don't like to go there very often anyway. So, But you know what I'm talking about. See, but, but the thing, uh, you know, with, uh, with the seed time and the harvest is that, you know, sometimes there, there's, there's time. There's time, you know. And I'm, I'm not a patient person. I don't like to wait. But yet, at the same time, you, you know, Bible patience is different than natural patience. Amen. Bible, and we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Are you ready now? Yes. So seed time and harvest are just as sure as the earth, right? right. Just as sure as cold and heat. 
just as sure as summer and winter, just as sure as day and night. You don't have to pray about this. It just works this way. Matter of fact, we're going to read the scripture. The Bible says God's not mocked. We're going to read that scripture in a little bit. But, but we have to understand it's just as sure as, as, as day and night. You know, you don't have to pray about it. I mean, if somebody came up here tonight at the end of the service and said, Pastor, would you agree with me in prayer? Well, okay, what about? Well, you know, it's summer right now, but I want you to agree with me and pray that winter's coming. I'm not doing it. First of all, I don't want to. Secondly, I don't have to. Because in all my years on this earth, we've had winter every year. If, you know, I don't pray for the nighttime. Why? It's just a given thing. We need to understand that God's laws, they just work. Amen. And God puts seed in everything. You know what I'm talking about? Everything He made, He put seed into it. You, you read that book of Genesis chapter 1, seeds in itself. He puts seed in it all. See, everything we have, you know, that's life-sustaining is a result of seed, right? I mean, if you, if you, your fruit, your vegetables, you know, all of that, your wheat, your barley, all that, your animals, you know what I'm talking about? They all had seed. There was seed, you know, amen. And you know me, I, I, I like to eat things that had parents. If it didn't have a parent, then, well, we'll see. All right, but if it had a parent, yeah, you know, throw it on the grill. We'll eat it. Praise God. They've even had barbecued coon, raccoon, you know. How do you know it's bad? You haven't tried it, you know. And so, anyway, but anyway, praise the Lord. I don't eat it all the time, and I've only had it once, and, you know, I live through it. Praise God. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. Uh, God put seed, and He put it there to sustain man. He did. That's how, that's how we're sustained, by seed. If we ever run out of seed, we're, we're sunk. God put that there to sustain us. And so we have to understand that now here's the thing about that. Paul said this. He said, talking about this, this creation that we're in right now, he said first was the natural, then was the spiritual. So even though you read this and you could say, well, pastor, this is just talking about natural seed time and harvest. No, uh, this, th there's not only seed time harvest in the natural, but Jesus said the kingdom of God is as if a man should cast seed into the ground. So the kingdom works by seed. Is it the Bible in the word seed? We're born again by the incorruptible seed. So our Christian journey starts by a planted seed. Amen. And we can, we can literally change our destiny by the seeds that we sow. You don't like the way your life's going. How many know you've got to sow some different seeds? You may ever go to... Uh, you know, college, what were you doing? You were planting different seeds in you to learn something. Right, so maybe you could change your, your destiny. I remember going to uh, my first, it might have been the first day of college, I don't remember. But anyway, I remember thinking, this is stupid, what we're learning today. You know, it was just really stupid. I just couldn't make any sense out of it because I was going for survey technology. And I was learning about the right and left side of a monkey's brain. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not going to the jungle to survey things. I'm not going to need to know about monkeys. There are no monkeys in Indiana. I've met a few people I thought might qualify, but they were humans. So you, you understand that, you know, all, of, all that we plant, all that we do. Matter of fact, our life, our life is like a, is, we're sowing seeds constantly. 
And, you, and once you're aware of that, you begin to change. See, you can sow, you can, your finances are a seed. They're a seed. Uh, you can sow the word of God in your heart as a seed for a harvest. You know, find the, the promises, whether it's healing or whatever, begin to sow those into your, your, your life, right? And they'll affect you and they'll change, you know. Our, uh, our actions are a seed, right? Uh, our words are seeds. Our thoughts can become seeds. You know, I'm not talking about just any fleeting thought that comes by, but the thoughts that we allow to stay, they actually affect our life. They're seed, they're planted. And so... You know, and a lot of times, our, you know, our actions, a lot, a lot of times, like, um, a lot of times people, I don't know if I should go here with this because I'm going to get convicted. Well, maybe I will. A lot of times people's health problems is, is their diet. I knew I shouldn't have done that. But you know what I'm saying, you can't, you can't, how many know you can't faith away a bad diet? There, there's times I've, I've got to work on mine. I'm not just getting on you. There's times I have to tell Phyllis, man, I'm eating like I'm 16. You know, when you're 16, you kind of, you know, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, your meals Doritos and a Mountain Dew, you know. But when you're in your 60s, you better quit that stuff. You really should have quit it before you got to your 60s because you're going to be reaping a harvest in your 60s, you know what I'm saying. Isn't that right? You ever see young people that can just eat anything that walks by? They don't gain weight. But wait till they hit 40. Their harvest is coming. Right? Isn't that right? I don't know. I don't know how I got so fat. I do. You sowed some seed. Where does 10 pounds come from? Well, you, 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 you sowed it. Uh, we were at a restaurant here a while back, and I was, I don't know, whatever I got was a pretty big portion. Because that's, that's the American way. Right? Supersize me, baby. Well, yeah, that's, what we're, that's what's going to happen. And so, you know, uh, Phyllis was like, uh, you going to take part of that home? I said, I'm taking all of it home, honey. But I'm not using a plastic container to take it home in. <laughs> it's all going home. Amen. And it may be around next Christmas. I don't know. But you see, it's all, how many understand what I'm saying? See, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these fanatical guys on diet. Obviously, I'm not. But the thing of it is, it, it is a fact you gotta, you got to watch what kind of seeds you're sowing because a lot of times people do things, they sow seeds, bad seeds in the natural, and then they want to faith it away. And I don't understand why my confession isn't working. Your confession isn't working because you're sowing the wrong seeds. you got to sow some good seed. If you're, trying, if you're confessing healing and you're living off Twinkies and Fritos then, and cheese puffs, it's probably not going to work because you're, you're sowing wrong seeds. See? You're going to have to put something in your body that's called fuel. Now, all those things, you know, are they, they're, 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 they're just, um, I don't know what you'd call them. They taste good. They're just, um, I don't know, what are they? They're, they're junk. And you don't live off junk, right? Amen. I'm under conviction. I have chili cheese Fritos in my 
cupboard right now, praise God. Oh, amen. <laughs> That's right. I had them in my mouth today, got to be honest with you. But you can't. Oh, that's funny, is it? You can't live that way. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can't eat that stuff. I'm not saying you can never have that. You know, you know, you know maybe if the Lord dealt with you or you can't control it, then maybe you can't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've heard people say, I'll never drink this again, you know, soft drink or tea or lemonade or something like that. And that's fine because maybe, they can't, maybe, maybe the Lord dealt with them not to do that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you've you got to understand some of this stuff. You can't, you can't live off that you can't, and try to have a healthy body. And confess the healing scriptures. You're sowing our own seed. So we've got to think about what we're doing. We've got to think about what we're sowing. Amen? You can't watch just anything on TV and want to have a pure life or a healthy mind. The world's messed up. Folks, you watch them, they'll mess your mind up. Don't get that stuff in your mind. Right? See, because you began to watch those things and you begin to think that's normal. I, I was just... Uh, sometimes you can't help but hear some things or see some things because you go into a business. And I was in a business and... And I don't know where, what business it was. It might have been a tire-changing place. or I don't know what it was. I don't remember now. But they had some kind of soap opera or something on, on the TV. It's like, why, why in the world is this doing on the TV anyway? I mean, who watches this stuff? And I was listening to these people's lives. And I'm thinking, I don't know anybody that messed up. <laughs> For the live stream. I won't name who, but somebody said, I do. <laughs> there are people that messed up. I don't, I, and, that, and there are people that messed up. But I don't know people that messed up because I don't hang around people that messed up. But maybe you have relatives that messed up. But praise God. Well, what, what, you understand, if you watch that and watch that, you begin to think it's normal. And you're sowing seeds to your destruction by what you're allowing to be planted in your mind. Right? What do you think commercials are for? They're to plant a seed in you. What do you think billboards are for? They're to plant a seed in you. I remember seeing one, a billboard here. It's been a few years back, and I still haven't got to it yet. I'm still thinking about it. Years ago. I'm not about, about three years ago, there was a billboard. I think it might have been on Burkhart, maybe. And it was just one of the restaurants here in town said, we have the best ribs in town. I'm still thinking about that. I haven't gone there yet. I've got to go there. I've got to go there. That seed is still in me. I don't know whether they're lying or not, but I've got to check it out. Now I can't remember what restaurant it was. Maybe they'll put the billboard back up and I'll know. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just being funny. The truth of the matter is, is we change our destiny by what the seeds we sow in our life. What are, what are we allowing in our life? Who are we allowing to speak into our life? What's final authority to us? I mean, it should be God's Word. It should be this book. This is final authority. And so we literally sow, are sowing every day by our thoughts, by our actions, by our words. But yet we can sow good things in our lives by sowing the Word of God in our heart. You know, if I, if I, you know, one thing, you know, if, if you need healing, go dig out the healing scriptures. 
you need some other area of deliverance, go dig out the scriptures on it and find out what God said. Sow that into your heart. See, that's, Proverbs talks about not letting them depart from your heart. Amen? The, the Word, see. Incline your ear, the Bible says, Proverbs 4.20. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Amen. Amen. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. In other words, the writer of Proverbs was saying, what you put in your eyes, what you allow to remain in your heart is what you will have in your life. You want to change what you got in life? You got to change what you're putting in. Got to change what you're putting in. People beat people down. Parents sometimes, and none of you would do this, but, pe- but parents do sometimes beat their kids down about how dumb and stupid they are and they're not going to amount to anything. And then they wonder why they have issues because you put that in them. Amen. Now, in Galatians, go there, Galatians chapter 6. Come on, are you with me tonight? Galatians 6, so we ha- so, but what I want to talk about, we're get, kind of getting off maybe just a little bit here, but, but what I want to talk about is seed plus time equals harvest. In other words, you can't get offended by time. Just because something doesn't happen immediately, you can't get offended by time. Now, Jesus said that there would be people that would be stony ground who, when they hear the word, they receive it with gladness, but they don't have any root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. In other words, they're only temporary. Now, what's the problem? They don't have any root in themselves. Everybody say root. root. Well, what's root? Root means you got some staying power. You got some stick with it, stay with it until it comes to pass. Now, here in uh, Galatians chapter 6, go there. Verse 7 Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Help me know, uh, you, you know, if you don't... See, a lot of people use this on the negative side. Say, you're going to reap what you sow. But help me know it works just as well on the positive side. And God's not mocked. Whatever you're sowing, that's what you're going to reap. If you're sowing good seed, you're going to reap a good crop. Amen. You, you know, the reason you have tomatoes in your garden, you, because you planted tomatoes, right? The reason you don't have cucumbers, because you didn't plant cucumbers. Right? I don't have any cucumbers in my garden. I don't have a garden. Schnooks is my garden, anyway. But anyway, you know, but even if I did have a garden, I would plant cucumbers. My neighbor called me the other day, you guys want some cucumbers? I said, no. Got any caramel corn? <laughs> You're right. Amen. All right. Now, whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. See, listen, this is, I like this. This is the J.B. Phillips translation of verse 7. It says, a man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. That's a good way to say that. So what your harvest is in life, it depends entirely on what you're sowing. What are you sowing? Well, I don't understand why this isn't coming to pass in my life. Well, what, what are you sowing? God asked you, what am I sowing? Am I sowing the right seeds? Amen. 
You know, you got to think of everything as a seed. Now, thank God, you know, when we do sow bad seed, thank God we can, we can repent and the blood of Jesus digs it up. See, because we're going to read here in just a minute, Paul said you'll reap if you don't faint. Well, we can faint to the bad seed we've sown, right? right? Just, just like you could faint to good seed, you could faint to the bad seed. Sometimes people say, well, you're just reaping off your past life. No, I fainted to that. See, a lot of people, you know, I, I ran into a guy I worked with years ago, as far as a Christian, and I ran into him. I was in a restaurant, you know, uh, in another city, and uh, I was with a friend of mine, and Phyllis and I with a couple of friends of ours, and he happened, to know, he, happened to knew this, he happened to know this former friend of mine, too. And so we're going to the, uh, I can't tell you what we're going to get to do, because it, it, it's, it's going to convict me again. We were going to we go get some pie, and... Uh, <laughs> We left to go get pies like 20 minutes later. Phil said, where you guys been? And we've been getting pie. Well, you know, it came with the meal, you know. But you have to go get your pie. It's a buffet, you know. Will you buffet your body day like Paul said. So I was just obeying the scriptures. I was just buffeting my body that day. And so, you know, we, 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 he says, hey, you know who that is over there, you know? And I said, no. He told me. He said, oh, man, I, yeah, man, it's been years since I've seen him. And so I, I said, you want to go talk to him? I said, yeah, I want to go talk to him. And so we go talking. All he can remember is the old man, me, the old Mark. He, can't, he, he doesn't know anything about the new guy. So he starts talking to me. He says, I, uh, I heard you're a preacher. I said, yes. When that man, I mean, I've been for now 40 years. Where you been, brother? Uh, he said, I, hear you, I heard you're a preacher. I said, yes. He said, who would hire you to preach? <laughs> that's what he said. Who would hire you to preach? I mean, that's just his thinking. Who would hire you to preach? I said, well, the Lord does change you, you know. He said, well, I remember when we played poker. <laughs> well, okay, we used to do that, but I have fainted to that lifestyle. I fainted to what we used. All he could remember was what we used to do. That's all he could remember. He could not see me as being a preacher. He couldn't figure that. How could you be a preacher? You can't be a preacher. I know what you were like. Well, that's just it. See, uh, I don't live that lifestyle any longer. Jesus Christ came in and plowed up my field. Hallelujah! And sowed some new seed. And I'm reaping a different harvest today. But he just couldn't grasp that concept of how could you be what you used to be, and now you're a preacher? This, you can't. I mean, you, you have to be born holy to be a preacher. You have to have a virgin birth or something, don't you? No, you just got to get saved and start planting different seed. Thank God God digs up our crop, Amen. You know, people are, well, I tell you what, man, I'm going to tell you what, I had this happen in the past, and I was this happened, and that happened to me, and God will never be able to use me. Oh, forget all that. That's just the devil talking to you. I said, that's just the devil talking to you. God's able to take you, man, I don't care what's happened, even, even after you've crossed the Red Sea. I mean, you know what I mean by that? Even when you've come out of Egypt, you, st you still make some messes sometimes. It's like I heard a minister say one time, he said, he, this is what he said. He said, I was talking to the Lord, and he said, I'd missed it, I'd missed it, I'd messed up. And he said, I'm repenting and saying, Lord, you know how we put on that, 
you know, that sad whining, hoping God will really believe us now, you know, because we sound really bad, you know. We sound really upset about the whole deal. And he said, I'm just like, oh, Lord, I'll never do that again. He said, the Lord spoke to me and said, now, don't start lying. God knows that even though we don't mean to, sometimes we still mess up. We shouldn't plan on it. That was a week. <laughs> what did you plan today? <laughs> Unplan it. We shouldn't plan on it, but being flesh, it's like Paul said, you know, he's like in Romans chapters, uh, chapter 7, he says, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I do do. And now I don't know. And I'm thinking, Paul, who's doing it then? I mean, you got me confused. But what he really meant by that was he was saying, there's a war going on inside of me. I'm born again. I'm spirit filled. I want to live for God, but my flesh still wants to act up. And that's what he meant when he said, I, he said, I know that in me dwells no good thing. That is in my flesh. There is good things in us. That's why Paul said, the same Paul said, to, he said, acknowledge all the good things which are in you in Christ Jesus. There's more going right with us than there is going wrong with us. And one day, praise the Lord, because the seed's already been planted, his name was Jesus. One day we're all going to get a glorified body and we're going to be done with the flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory be to God. No more having to doctor this thing up. Amen? No more whatever it is you do with your body. Dolly Parton said one time, if something gets loose, I tuck it. She said, in my business, you have to. Whatever it is you do with your body... <laughs> I can't believe I said that, yeah, but she did say that once. You know, we fix it. And so maybe put cream on your face. Amen. Or hair gel on your hair. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? You do things to, to slow down the rate of corruption. Oh, yeah. See, this doesn't sound good, but the truth of the matter is, the day you were born, you, you got an expiration date on you, brother. <laughs> you're like a gallon of milk. You're going out sometime. <laughs> One day, we're going to whiff you and say, you're done. <laughs> Down the drain you go. See, why? Because that's, just, that's, that's not your spirit, man. He's going to live forever. But that's your body. But thank God... For us believers, it's all good news. Because to be absent from our body is to be present with the Lord. And so after that, you know, one day the Lord's going to say, Hey, everybody, when we're up there in heaven, we're up there with Him. One day the Lord Jesus is going to come out and say, Guess what the Father just told me? He said, It's time to go get my people. Now, I'm hopeful I'm here when that happens, because I want it to happen soon. But if not, I'll be up there, and there'll be a day Jesus, so he'll come to the saints of God and say, Hey, everybody, get on your horse. Amen. 
Because we're going to get the rest of the same. And you're going to get your body today. Your glorified body. Thank God. Amen. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Now, so, verse 8. Let's look at that. He says, For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. See, it just depends on what kind of harvest you want. If, if, if all you do... And you're, if you become a Christian, you become a believer, you're going to heaven, right? You're born again, you're going to heaven, right? But did you know you can live a pretty, pretty sorry life even though you're a believer if you don't sow the right seeds? You can live a defeated life and still go to heaven, but you're defeated down here because what, everything you're sowing to, it's to the flesh. Everything you do is for the flesh. You don't, you don't sow any spiritual seeds, see? And, and you're getting your harvest back from the flesh, and that's corruption, Amen. I don't want just what the flesh can do for me. I want what the Spirit can do for me. Now, here's what I, what I want to talk about. Verse 9, he says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So that tells me we're going to have to have some, we're going to have to stick with it. Because he said, if we faint not. Well, if everything came to pass like uh, you know, within hours, there wouldn't be any temptation to faint. If you prayed for something and 15 minutes later, there it is manifested, well, you're not going to faint. But see, sometimes we have to stick with that's why. That's what this verse means, right? I mean, it has to mean that. He says, now notice this, you got a harvest coming, see, it's due, but you could faint to it and not reap it. You know, just like the, just like the farmer could go out and plant and maybe all that corn's out there, but, you know, come harvest time, he might say, you know, I just don't feel like going and doing it. Well, guess what? He's not going to harvest. Even though, even though there's a harvest there, he's not going to reap it. See, God's laws always work. If you sow, there's going to be a harvest there. It's there. But you have to do the reaping. Right? God, God you know, uh, multiplies seed, but you have to go out and reap what he's multiplied. So if you don't do that, amen, well, how, do I, how do I reap my harvest? Well, one thing, you can't faint. You can't give up. you got to keep believing the Word. you got to keep confessing the Word of God. Amen. you got to keep doing what's right. See, let us not be weary in well-doing. Amen. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this because the Lord's bringing this up to me and He has more than once during this message. So I, I guess I need to talk about it. We need to understand the way we treat people on a daily basis is sowing seed. It's sowing seed. You think, well, they're just an old heathen from hell. I'll bark at them if I want to, Pastor. Well, listen to me. You're sowing the wrong seed. I try to be kind to everybody. I have to repent sometimes because it doesn't work that way every time. Like the time I hollered at the guys and said, come back here and say it to me like a man face to face. That was not a good harvest day, a good sowing day. Oh, you don't know that story? The guys that hollered at me, somebody like, I never heard of. No, some guys drive by. I was out for a run. Some guys drove by and they hollered some things at me while they're driving by. And I hollered back, hey, come back here and say it to me face to face like a man. Don't do any drive by hollering. <laughs> Cowards do that. Men face you face to face and say, I don't like you. Okay. I don't like you either. See, 
That, but, you know, and, and after I said that, I, you know, I'm running it. I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do if they come back? <laughs> I've already, you know, because I'm a pastor. I, I, I'm a pastor. What am I going to do? I've got to fight. I'm going to have to fight these guys, and I'm a pastor. And I can just see the local paper, you know, pastor gets in fight and throws a guy in the river. Because I'm down by the river, you know. Amen. But we have to understand, see, there, there, we can't get weary. Why? Because that means, that means there's going to be time. Seed plus time equals harvest. Listen to this. Production of good things in the earth must be forced because of the curse. Weeds come up automatically. You ever notice that? You know, I live in a, a, a subdivision that's being developed. They're just building house after house after house. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting to be humongous now. And so you'll see people get, you know, a new house, and, you know, they put the dirt back, you know, and it, it, weeds come up without a problem. Automatic. Why? Because there's a curse. Weeds are part of the curse. Thorns and thistles are part of the curse. But if you want good grass, you've got to work at it. You've got to sow it. You got to water it. You got to fertilize it. You got to sow it some more. You got to water it. You got to fertilize it. Then you got to sow some more. You got to plant something, don't you? Sometimes I'll be out for a walk or something, or maybe a little bit of a run, and I'll go by somebody's house, and they got one of these uh, uh, yard sign, uh, yard treatment signs, and you know what I'm saying, like. Yes, they've been here. And I look, at their, I look at their yard and I think, why are you fertilizing it? It's weeds. You don't need to fertilize weeds. This company should have told you, you don't need us yet. you got to plant some seed. But I'll see that thing. They are throwing their money away and this company is just letting them do it. Somebody at the company should speak up and say, you don't need us. You need us to come and plant some grass seed. Because... You have to force production of good things. If you're going to walk in the blessings of God, if you're going to walk in divine healing, if you're going to walk in divine provision, you're going to have to force it. Because it's not just going to fall in your lap. You got, especially as a believer, the devil's going to fight you that much harder. Brother Roberts, or Roberts, you say the devil will fight you hard if you're a believer for real estate because he doesn't want you to own any of this planet. Thank God we have victory. Hallelujah. So there's a growing season. Everybody say there's a growing season. That should be obvious. You reap in a different season than you sow in, right? You sow one time of year, you reap the next time, right? Another time of year, see. Listen to Luke 8. I like this. Luke 8, 15. Listen to this. I'll read it to you. It says, But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit, listen to this, with patience. With patience. Now, what is Bible patience? W.E. Vine, in his expository dictionary of New Testament words, W.E. Vine describes patience this way. He says, patience. Now, listen to this. Patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances. It doesn't give in. Nor, I mean, think of, just think of John Wayne. Why? You ever seen John Wayne surrender? Do you know who John Wayne is? Just his name sounds tough, right? I mean, his real name is Marion Morrison, but who's going to, I mean, who's going to be afraid of Marion Morrison? But the Duke, 
Oh, yeah. We've watched these movies many times, Phyllis and I. She quit watching westerns. She's got more sanctified now, holy. <laughs> so I'm left alone. But we've watched his, you know, and we'll watch it now. I'll say to her, that guy's not going to make it through the movie. You don't smart off to the Duke and live through the movie. And you see him coming, walking in sideways, you know somebody's in trouble. Amen. Right? Well, you know, he was a man. He, he, and literally, in real life, he was a man of honor. He really was. Yeah. After the Soviet Union collapsed, you know, they found documents where, uh, I forget which, might have been, which, maybe might have been Brezhnev, former Soviet leader, documents where he had ordered John Wayne's assassination. Yeah. Because he was such a spokesman for freedom and liberty and such anti-communist, which every American should be. Don't know why we pay to send our kids to schools that teach them communism. Better check up. All socialism is a, is a teenage communist. That's all it is. Thank you, everybody. I approve of this message. Amen. Now, patient, that's all it is, really. You know, he's just throwing his social. I mean, we had a guy run for president as, social, as a socialist, and I can't believe he got any votes in America. It's because these people have never been in a socialist, communist country. They don't know what they're doing. They're brainwashed. Well, anyway, praise the Lord. I believe in liberty and freedom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And let me just say this about all you democracy heads. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. Republic means we're ruled by law, not what the majority think. All right. Praise God. Now, back to the word. Look at this. Listen now. Patience is the quality that does not surrender the circumstances. Now, listen, or succumb under trial. In other words, patience... It, patience isn't just like, oh, I'll put up with it. No, patience is a force, man, and it doesn't give up. It's the opposite of despondency and is associated with hope. In other words, it's cheerful. It's cheerful. It's happy. It's going to stick with it. It knows we're going to win. I said, we're going to win. Hallelujah. It knows something. Praise God. Amen. You know, I don't know where Pastor Chuck does this now or not, but he used to. He told me. He used to. When the Colts would play, you still do that? He would go watch the end of the game and then watch the game because he, he wanted to be, you know, happy if they won. See? You know what I'm saying? Now, see, he knows something. I'm watching the game and the Colts are down by 14 points, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this doesn't look good. Pastor Chuck is watching the game and he's not sweating a bit because he knows something. Right? We're talking about Peyton Manning's day. They're 14 down now, they don't come back. You know, when Manning's down, they're 40 down. The game's not over, folks. You see, that's what patience is. That's why patience is happy. That's why patience is cheerful. 
Because true Bible patience, not, not, not earthly patience, not worldly patience, you know, like you're patient with your kids, you're patient, you know, you know what I'm saying? But Bible patience, it's, 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 it, it's got hope. It's, it's not despondent because it knows something. It knows if you just stick with me, along with faith, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. If you just stick with me, we're going to get victory here. Just stay with me. I'll see you through this. Praise God. Just stick with it. Amen. Let's go to one last scripture. You get something tonight? All right, I'm closing. I've gone going a while here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'll, I'll finish real quickly here. 2 Corinthians 9. So, so everybody say seed, seed. Plus, time plus time equals a harvest. So we have to understand, don't get offended at time because things don't change immediately. They will change. You know, Christians, Christians are that way. You know, when you get born again, I mean, you know, you're a baby, man. You, you, you got seed in you, you got born again, but you still, you still got, got to change. Yeah, I mean, the seed of the Word will change you. You send in the Word, it'll start changing you. It'll start sanctifying you. Start setting you apart from the things of the flesh and the devil in the world. See? You know, it, it, it will do that. Amen. You know, I, I heard this. Uh, I'll leave my name. <clears throat> this live stream. But he said, I was preaching. And he said, I had, I had advertised, you know, that God was going to do miracles in our meeting, you know. So he said, I'm preaching along. And he said, this guy sitting on the front row. And he goes, he, saw, he hollers out, where's the miracles at? <laughs> and he said he had a little flyer in his hand, you know, that we'd mail that. How many you know sometimes we, we, we talk big when we mail flyers out, right? You know, brochures out. And he said, I had mailed this out about we're going to have miracles at the meeting, you know. And he said, he said the guy goes, where's the miracles at? <laughs> he said, I just stopped and said, this isn't word for because you need one? Yeah. He said, yeah, I got a problem with my hip here. And he said, you know, the doctor said, I will never walk right again. He said, well, get up here. So he said, he said, as I was getting ready to pray, he said, now, Lord, this guy's not even a believer, because he wasn't. This guy, was, this guy wasn't even a believer, you know. But he, he brought his flyer, his mailer, because they said they were going to have miracles, and he needed one. And so... He said, I started talking to the Lord and said, now, Lord, this guy's not a believer. You're going to have to help me out here. I mean, just do something special, all right? You know, because we didn't advertise we're going to have me. And he said, I laid my hands on him, and God healed him. He said he took off walking across the platform, uh, or across the front of the church it was. He said he could walk in straight just fine, totally healed. And he said, he's just, man, I'm healed. And then he said he started cussing. He said, that blankety-blank doctor told me I'd never walk again right. How many know he needs some more seed? <laughs> so he, he said, I led him to the Lord, you know, and he gave his life to Jesus and all. And then, uh, you know, then he's going to get some seed in him and he'll be able to forgive that doctor who told him he wasn't going to walk again. Right. That blankety blank doctor. Amen. Man, I've seen that. I was preaching this one place, you know, and they were rough guys, man. Uh, I won't name the place because we're on live stream, but I was, it's here in town. But they asked me to come down there and preach, so I said, okay, I'll come down and preach, you know. And a bunch of rough guys, you know. And so I preach, you know, I get done, you know. And I'm, I'm walking, 
you know, I'm walking talking to the guys, you know. I'm just, I just got down off the platform, you know, closed the server, and I'm walking through talking to these guys. Some of these guys were living out on the streets and stuff like that. You know, this, this guy comes up to me and said, he said, Preacher, you got your blank together. I said, thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> he just ate some more seed, that's all. Amen. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, oh my gosh, you've hurt my virgin ears. No, my mouth spoke those same words before I got the right seed in me. Amen. All right, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, the Bible says, But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. So what kind of harvest do you want, see? Now, interesting here, you could say it this way, not take anything away from the Scripture. He which sows sporadically. In other words, if you just sow good seed once in a while, all you're going to get is a once in a while harvest. I don't want a once in a while harvest. I need a harvest going all the time. So he, so, so we don't want to be hit or miss sowers. Listen to this out of the NLT. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But one who plants generously will get a generous crop. How many want a generous crop? Well, you have to sow, you have to be sowing right seeds. And you have to think about it. Now, listen, I'm closing out. But you have to think of your life every day, your everyday life, as seed time and harvest. That I'm planting seed. Every, every person I talk to today, every interaction I have, every one of those, I'm planting seeds. And so you have to watch your attitude. You have to watch your words. You have to watch what you're saying. Amen? Well, you know, I tell you what, Pastor, I just can't help but, you know, I'm like a little chihuahua. Every now and then i got to blow my top. Listen, you need a bark collar. <laughs> and we used to have those in church. Confession cops, we called them CCs, CC riders. Confession cops. If you made a bad confession, they'd pull you over. I mean, you almost about killing some of them and saying, just leave me alone. But yet, at the same time, we do have to guard what's coming out of our mouth because we're sowing seed. We don't want to just let that go. I've said things before, and after I said it, I said, well, wait, Lord, I call that back in Jesus' name. I repent of that. I call that back. I'm not believing for that. That's not what I'm believing for. I'm believing for your blessing. I'm believing for your, your healing. I'm not believing for this, and I, I repent. Now, you say, I just don't believe I have to be that strict about it. Well, it just depends on what you want to reap. You know what I'm saying? If you want to reap a good harvest, you better sow some good seed. Amen? Thank God. Everybody say seed, seed. plus time, plus time. Equal, harvest. equal harvest. So you have to give it a little time. Plant the seed. Give it time, and harvest is coming. See, one thing that will help you always stay steady is know this, that God's laws are unchangeable. They work. God stands behind it. He's behind it. If, if you sow seed, God's not mocked. You're not going to mock His laws. And that, you see, we can take that negatively. Yeah, you're going to reap. You sow bad seed, you're going to reap. No, if you sow good seed and don't think you're going to reap, you're trying to mock God. And God's not mocked. You harvest what you sow. It's His law. It's unchangeable. Amen. Nobody sows potatoes and gets carrots. Phyllis's dad, he was such a funny guy, very smart. He worked with a guy that every night the guy brought a banana to work. He brought a banana every night, you know. So her dad got a hold of his banana one time and slid it on down the side, 
got the banana out of it, put a carrot in it, <laughs> super glued it back together. The guy goes up, Pilly's banana that night, and it's a carrot. How many know the laws haven't changed? Somebody's just been messing with you, brother. Stand up. Praise God. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.